Welcome back, everybody, to another draft grade edition of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristadoulou, and today we are talking about none other than the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is a draft that I'm a very big fan of. I have some very high hopes for Cleveland going into this next season. I think they really shocked the world last year with how strong they looked going through, especially after the first week. So much trash talk on Baker Mayfield and him not progressing as a quarterback and then proceeded to light it up as we went through the year. So... Let's jump right into the thick of things. We'll talk about the team needs first as far as what I felt um, and identified as the biggest things that they needed to go after in the draft. This is in no in particular order. These are just the four positions I really kind of singled out. Interior D-line, cornerback, linebacker, and wide receiver. The wide receiver one's probably the least of the uh, four that I have here. If I was to like organize them in any shape or form, wide receiver would be last on the list. Now, the actual picks themselves. I'll, I'll name them off first, and then we'll kind of break them down. First thing... Round one, pick 26, cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Big fan of this pick. I think this will be a good one. Uh, round two, pick 52. This is probably my favorite pick of their draft. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Round three, pick 91. They got wide receiver Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Round four, pick 110. We have James Hudson, OT from Cincinnati. Round four, pick 132. We got Tommy, I hope I'm saying this right, Togaya, D-tackle out of Ohio State. Round five, pick 153, we got linebacker Tony Fields out of West Virginia. And then round five, pick 169, we have Richard Lacunte, the third safety out of Georgia. And then their last pick of the draft, round six, pick 211, we got running back Demetric Felton out of UCLA. So let's talk about some of these picks and my thoughts on them. Uh, Greg Newsom, the first pick that they had in the draft at number 26. Uh, very long, best feet in the draft by a lot of scouts. It seems to be what was the consensus amongst him. He had really good feet, um, and he's very patient. You know, he's not he's not one to to blow a play because he's not willing to sit back a little bit and kind of let what the see like kind of let and see what the receiver is going to do. Um, he played mainly zone, so man coverage is a little bit of a question. Uh, he didn't go up against a ton of NFL caliber wide receivers, so that's kind of the biggest knock that I found on him was, you know, is he as good as advertised or is it because the talent he was going up against was not as good as he was? Um, but overall, I think he has very good, you know, very good intangibles. I think he has a solid skill set. This is a guy that you can really mold into being a strong number two cornerback for the uh, – for the Cleveland Browns there. The name just almost slipped me there for a second. But um, I think this is a solid number one pick that you're getting late in the first round there. You can't really go wrong drafting a, a really strong cornerback, especially in the first round. Uh, round two, though, pick 52. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. This is probably my favorite pick of the draft. I think they got a steal here at this position. You know, this is somebody that I expected to go either late first round or early, early second round. And the fact that he felt them at 52 is kind of unbelievable in my opinion. He's great in coverage, super fluid. He moves super so smooth on the field. Um, he's like the new age type of linebacker that you see a lot of people starting to go after in the drafts now. Um, he's a little bit smaller, 215. Uh, and for those of you that are concerned about that, Darius Leonard came out and I think he said he played around that 215, 220 mark himself this past season. And I mean, look how good Darius Leonard is. So I wouldn't sweat that too, too much. Um, and then the biggest kind of knock that was up against him was the size and then just finding a real role for him. Some people aren't sure if he actually is a linebacker. Um, in my opinion, you know, if he has the power and strength to play the position, and that's kind of like the biggest question mark, I think he could be a really solid linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is probably their biggest position of need was the linebacking position. They went after Anthony Walker, who I am a Colts fan. I think he was a solid guy for us. You know, I was kind of sad to see him go. I was hoping we could keep him, but 
did not work out and he went to Cleveland. So that was their, their sign that they were going to attack this position. And this draft really showed me that that is what they're committing to. Um, so I like the pick. I can't believe they got him in the second round at 52. If I was to grade any of these guys, he'd be my highest grade for the pick um, for the Browns in this draft. Now, in round number three, Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn. This was probably the biggest head scratcher of the draft that um, they went after. I don't think that they needed to get him as early as they did. I think there was a possibility they could have traded back, maybe collected some more capital and got him a little bit later if they really wanted to take him so high. Um, this guy is an athlete, fastest wide receiver in the draft is what a lot of people were saying. Um, you know, so he brings that threat over the top, you know, forcing defenses to spread out and play a little bit more honest there. He's going to be a threat. Now, the wide receiver position, position for Cleveland um, is not really pressing, but there are going to be some question marks coming up. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are getting close to the tail ends of their contract. So it's a matter of, you know, do they bring back both? Are they only going to bring back one? So you got kind of want to have people waiting in the wings to be legitimate guys behind them. And I think they felt with like the athleticism that Anthony Schwartz brings, he would be worth bringing in. Uh, he's small, He's not a great route runner from what people are saying. And, you know, I guess contested catches was an issue for him. I would probably label this a reach in the draft. I think this is something that they could have traded back and got him in the fourth round, you know, at, at like the earliest, you know, I, I don't think teams had him graded this highly. So a little bit of a head scratching pick, but he does bring like elite athleticism. So not a terrible reach, but I do think that they reached a little bit high for him. Uh, James Hudson, offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. This is a good pick. Very fluid mover for being as big as he is. Um, he has great feet. And on top of that, he's aggressive to the whistle. So like he is nonstop going until that whistle is blown. You know, some people are apt to maybe if they're too far out of the play, maybe stop what they're doing and, you know, just kind of let the play continue to develop. No, he's playing until the very last whistle. And that's what you want from somebody, especially a depth pick like this later in the draft. If you can get a guy that's just hustle, hustle, hustle. This is somebody who's a great ball of clay. You can really mold into what you want. And he has the drive to continue to keep playing even before those, before that final whistle, you know, and you want to see that from linemen. Um, the biggest knock to him is just his experience. Doesn't have a ton, uh, and it shows up on tape at times. He can look a little bit lost in what he's doing, um, but he is fourth-round pick, kind of a developmental guy. I think this is a really good pick for them in the fourth round. Now, pick 132, Tommy Togaya, uh, D-tackle out of Ohio State. Um, not sure how I feel about this one. Uh, they did need interior defensive linemen. He lacks a lot of experience, though. He did not play more than 291 snaps in a season while he was playing uh, in the college ranks, uh, but he does keep his feet turning. He gets low. He lifts all linemen out of their position, and that's kind of what you want. So he's a very strong guy. He's not super long, uh, and balance seems to be the biggest issue that people had with him as far as concerns go. Uh, he's a little, he could be like a little bit awkward in certain positions and certain situations. But overall, I think a solid depth pick. I just, I don't know, the lack of experience makes me feel like they could have gone after him a little bit later. Again, another opportunity to maybe trade back, collect some more capital, and then go after him. Um, this next one, round five, pick 153, Tony Fields, linebacker out of West Virginia. This is a really late pick that comes with a ton of experience. This guy's played almost 3,000 snaps in his college career. I think, what is the exact number here? 2,845. So lots of play experience, knows for finding the football. Um, he's, again, another smaller, more new age type of linebacker. Some people thought, you know, maybe he might be able to transition to like a strong safety type of deal. Uh, but the biggest issue that people came up with was that he's just not as athletic as you would expect him to be for being so small. So 
Um, this is a, I think this is a really great place to get him because he has so much of playtime experience and you can kind of really figure out there's no rush to get him on the field and produce. You can kind of see what he can do and then kind of plug and play from there. So more rotational early on. And if he starts to really develop and looks good at a certain position, you can just kind of keep him there and settle on whether it's a safety or the linebacking position, however you want him to play. Uh, then the last two picks of the draft. Um, the one that I really want to focus on here is their final pick at 211, Demetric Felton. Uh, I'm, I don't understand this pick because you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I don't think you needed to be going running back unless the plan is you're going to let Kareem Hunt go after this season. But the running back room is so good in Cleveland. I just don't understand why they went running back here. Because even if you aren't going to keep Kareem Hunt past this next season, um, or because I'm assuming Nick Chubb is the guy to go for the rest of the way. Nick Chubb's so good. Um, Cleveland, you guys must be, you know, head over heels for how good Nick Chubb has turned into uh, as far as the running backs are concerned. But um, even if they're not going to keep him past this year, this is something you could have addressed next year as well, especially because it's such a late pick in the draft. I just think you could have gotten more depth at a more pressing need. So I, I don't really understand the pick. That was probably the biggest head scratcher aside from Anthony Schwartz, I would say, is probably the number one. He'd be number two, and that's like a sixth-round pick, so it's like nitpicking there. Uh, as for the overall grade, though, for what I would give these guys, uh, Cleveland had a strong draft. They addressed their team needs. I think they got some really good value at some of their picks. That owusu Koromoa pick in the second round, unreal that they were able to get him at 52. I think that's insane. Um, and then on top of that, like Tony Fields, another really athletic linebacker with so much experience, you know, and you can, you, again, there's no pressure. People were like, you know, what position is he going to play? Well, you have time with him. He's a fifth round pick. He does not have to start day one. You can really kind of figure out where he plays best in the NFL. Um, I'm going to give them an A minus. I think this is a great draft, you know, the nitpicking the Demetric Felton pick scratcher. Um, and then, you know, the Anthony Schwartz thing, I just think that they could have picked him later in the draft. If there was like a trade back scenario, I think they could have moved maybe a few spots back, get an extra draft pick. Cause then you can just address even more depth. And I think Anthony Schwartz is somebody that you could have gotten maybe even in the early fourth round, if you traded with somebody who wanted to go after someone in the third round. So I would give them an A-. minus. I think they did a really good job going after their team needs. They got really good value for some of their picks. Great draft for Cleveland. I'm excited to see what they do. They really blew a lot of people away last year. Um, if I was to, you know, way too early prediction for division winners, I think that the Cleveland Browns have a very strong case for winning the AFC North this next year, and this draft really helps solidify that as well. So love to know what you guys think in the comment section down below. What do you guys think, Cleveland fans? A- minus from me. Would love to hear what you guys think. But thank you all for watching. I'll catch you guys in another draft grade video.